everybody welcome to another episode of screen peeking a weekly podcast where ziggy and i get together to talk about video games and everything related to video you can find ziggy at ziggy hickson just about everywhere and you can find me at nicolo just about everywhere this podcast is available on itunes and spotify as well as on my nicolo youtube channel today we're going to be talking about our game our impressions of our game club game that was suggested last week what we do every week here is uh, we will suggest a game to each other and uh, play it throughout the week, uh, at least a half hour, and see how much we like it. And and uh, then we're going to come back the week after and give our impressions of it. Um, I'm excited about this week's, honestly. Yeah. Like, I feel like both of us have a lot to say. It's going to be good. Yeah, I'm very excited to talk about this. So uh, mm-hmm. Ziggy was streaming it on his uh, Twitch channel recently. Uh, I think you have yeah, what? Yeah, if you t- want to watch my if you want to watch my live reactions to Resident Evil Seven Biohazard, then yeah, Twitch.tv/ZiggyHickson. Uh, I am like three quarters of the way through, but I will likely finish it up soon on stream. So good. I watched some of it. It was awesome. <laughs> um, I tried recording a video for my channel to do uh, an impressions of this game, of uh, Katana Zero. That was my game, Katana Zero. Mm-hmm. And um, I really wish it uh, actually recorded my audio properly. It didn't. And um, <laughs> I basically yeah, am not wanting to put that video out. So, yeah, it sucks because I really enjoyed this game and I have a lot to say about it. But let's start with you, Ziggy. Okay. As always, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah, I'm doing solid. The we were kind of talking about this before. The weather's like real cold and dry down here right now, so it's mm-hmm. kind of been like lots of jackets, lots of socks, lots of cracked lips. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, no, I'm doing fine. I um, played lots of games, playing lots of Apex lately, lots of Resident Evil. Oh yeah, we'll talk about that it's a little good time. bit. Yeah, both of those are on the docket. <laughs> Perfect. All right, well, let's let's just jump into tell tell us how you feel about Resident Evil Seven. You were worried yeah. about that one. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. To be honest, I like it. So, like the I I I, I hold on, <laughs> I'm trying to get my words together. I I bought it on Steam like probably a year ago. I think actually in the last Halloween sale, right. Um, and I played it for like a bit and it just stressed me out so much that I refunded it um, and just kind of like never went back. Uh, but then you forced me to go back in. And <laughs> I think since then, I've just exposed myself to that stuff, like that specific type of horror more, I guess, like playing both of The Last of Us, um, which is, I mean, it's not strict survival horror, but it has a lot of the same elements and specifically the elements that like drove me away from that. Mm. Like, um, The Last of Us had a lot of, so playing, like, 60, 70 hours of that series, I think, really sort of got me used to that, and jumping in this time, it felt a lot better than it did last time. And also, like, playing, um, Half-Life Alex is sort of similar in how light you are on ammo constantly. Like, I think I've just been playing a lot more of that, sort of, like, slowly getting myself more comfortable with it, so this time, I was actually able to enjoy it a lot. It was, at least for the first, so yeah... Part one, when I finished streaming, I think I messaged you, and I was like, yeah, it was honestly, like, a lot less scary than I was expecting. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's just kind of, like, fun and campy. It's, it's similar to, like, Halloween or something, like the movie, where it's definitely <laughs> not the scariest movie I've seen, but it's it's just, like, kind of fun. Like, mm-hmm. it's enjoyable. Um, but it's still definitely scary and spooky. But um, And then I got into the second part which you'll see in my stream, which I, I hate bugs, and it's all bugs. It's just all, like, gross, like, fucking mold and spiders and flies and stuff. And it's There's so many nasty. bugs in that area. There's so many. <laughs> so bad. Um, and, like, that definitely scared me a lot more, but I'm still totally enjoying it. It was... It's it's so much fun. Um, just the way... The, the, the way it, like, builds up towards scares. And I really, like, it has... It has sort of a mix of, like more modern horror and still very traditional like resident evil horror and that has the like sections where it is ammo management and you're fighting those like mold monster things Mm -hmm. um and it's you know that very like methodical like hitting headshots only but it also has a lot of that like amnesia or outlast dna in it like you can tell it saw those games and saw what they did well and saw what they didn't do well and just sort of took the good parts and implemented them in. And I think it worked super well because it has those like those chase sequences or the hide and seek stuff where, mm-hmm. you know, you're in the house and daddy's coming after you and 
and that and that Ethan. feels very Outlast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ethan. Or or like the mom, I forget her name. Uh, but she she was super Marguerite. scary every time. Yeah, Marguerite. She was terrifying. Like even aside from the bugs, just the way that she talks and yells mm-hmm. is so scary. But but it, it it was really really good. Um, I yeah, I I just really like that blend of styles that it had. It made it just flow better, I guess, because mm-hmm. and something like Outlast. I got bored of that style of horror pretty fast. Like just running away from monsters constantly got dull. And but I like that it but but it was scary at first is the thing in that game. Oh and I yeah, that's that. a scary game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um but I so I like that it took like yeah, the things it does super, super well and just cut away all the stuff that was boring and less effective about it and just kind of amped it up to 11 in something that's just generally higher production quality and a better, smoother experience that I, I don't know. I really, really loved it. I, I thought it was good. I'm definitely, definitely planning on, um, on finishing it. And honestly, after this, I might try to, there's like hair floating in front of my eyes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I might try to go back and play uh, RE2 remake or something like that. Cause, cool. Cause I played the demo of that and that one even more than seven <laughs> freaked me right out. So um, but I want to see if I can go back and play that after this because I'm into it way more than I was expecting. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I, I kind of want to play RE2 Remake now as well. <laughs> I have it on Steam, mm-hmm. but I I watched my brother play through most of it, so I kind of had that reason why mm-hmm. I didn't want to mm-hmm. play through. Um, yeah. Those zombies in that game, though, they're they're freaky, just the way they're... Some, yeah, they're rendered so well. And there's something about like the way the RE engine handles flashlights specifically. Mm-hmm. like The way it like I don't know how to describe it it just looks so just much looks more real and scary <laughs> than any other game yeah like the flashlights in RE2 remake especially like the way it illuminates their faces and makes their eyes kind of like glint and stuff like that and like the reflections in the water and all that it just looks so good and so scary yeah that lighting in that engine is just great as a it's whole insane. for sure that engine in general <laughs> is just insane that burger oh man that burger scene at the beginning of re2 remake that's the one thing i remember from that game <laughs> just that bite out of that burger so it looks delicious <laughs> um uh, well, what did you think of the puzzles in fun. uh resident evil 7 um i yeah they're very old school mm-hmm. which is sort of a double-edged sword like it is a lot of like key cards or n- not key cards but just like keys for doors are is kind of the major puzzle piece um like whether how whether that's a very physical key for a door or like a crank for a crank (laughs) that you use like it's basically just finding an item bringing it somewhere and then using the item to get to a new area which is fine like it's effective enough it makes it it just forces you to find places to go but it's not really like standout puzzle design to me but it's i didn't think it was obtrusive like i didn't really get annoyed by it it was just I don't know, kind of there. Um, could have been better, I think. Like, that, I think what I said about how it sort of, like, did a good job of modernizing, or taking modern elements, I kind of wish it took more modern puzzle elements as well instead of kind of sticking to that very sort of 90s school of puzzle design. But, mm. um, but at the same time, it didn't bug me at all, so I'm not really complaining that much. I just think it could have been better if they did that. Right, yeah, totally. Is mm. it, uh, has it gotten you, I know you haven't finished it yet, but has it gotten you mm-hmm. interested uh, or excited or looking forward to Resident Evil 8 Village? Yeah, I definitely. Because I personally really, really like the first-person perspective in it. I think mm-hmm. it works so well. And they and they utilize it to such an interesting degree, too. Like, the way... Just like like with Ethan's arms in it, the the amount of awful shit that happens to his arms over the course of that grave, <laughs> over the course of that game is terrible. And there's something about just how personal that feels in first person. Like it's one thing, you know, watching like a zombie like latch on to um like a I uh, Leon Leon um and like you know take a bite out of him or whatever, and that seems gross. But when it's like right there and there's like with the spiders, you know, he like they jump out and they like ugh, like wiping them off their arm. There's, yeah, like, bites yeah. all over his arm and shit. Like it, it just gets to me a lot more. I I think it's super effective. So Absolutely. yeah, I'm I'm really excited for eight. I'm glad they're sticking with that style and that perspective. Um, I'm definitely interested to see what more modern Resident Evil can bring. Yeah, I think it's uh, really interesting that they have, like, the... I guess they haven't made a new third-person Resident Evil anytime soon, right? Mm -hmm. It's all the remakes right now. I do think that Mm -hmm. they should 
try to do once they're done with their remakes whatever they want to do they should go alternate between first person and third person because i do know there's an audience for both like for example my brother mm -hmm. jesse he's really into the third person resident evils to the degree where he's like re7 is not even is not an re a resident evil game he's like it's not <laughs> and he, he just he won't even have a conversation about he's, it's not uh -huh. it's not a, a resident evil game it's, it's uh -huh. totally different i don't know what they're doing <laughs> that kind of attitude yeah, yeah. so when i when i played re7 i'm like oh i really like this i i just go mm -hmm. like well i i don't want them to just do this like i still think the i think re2 remake looks awesome and mm -hmm. <laughs> i know re3 remake looks great too and i haven't played the re3 one but i just i i see seven i'm like this is so good it puts you right in the situation like even at the beginning right you're going into the house into their house and you're checking out all the stuff you're opening the pot you're like oh what's in there open the fridge you're like oh that's gross mm -hmm. and it, you, if you did that you couldn't do that in third person you just couldn't you're, yeah, you're walking through you're like what's in that drawer oh there's a photo oh you're looking at it all close and rotating it and interesting like what what's going on here you check underneath the, the fireplace and there's that lever or there's a videotape you're like i'm gonna watch this and then even in the videotape you're like basically the camera guy and then you're walking around that kitchen and when that when that other guy goes missing and you're just like and i don't remember his name but it's like it, that, chris that, or okay, whatever that scene that scene was <laughs> so well done like the way mm -hmm. um like i remember you were in chat during that you're like oh keep an eye on this guy i was like yeah. oh like okay and then i i look away for like two seconds and then he's just fucking gone like i don't know how they directed that so well but like getting you to look away and lose track of where this guy was even when i was specifically trying to keep track of him like that's it's so good like the way they did that and freaking you out where he just vanishes in thin air and it felt so organic and cool yeah like i i need to analyze that scene uh that was honestly why <laughs> yeah. i put that little like hint out there like oh keep an eye on them mm -hmm. because i wanted to mm -hmm. see what like if you were actively looking what would happen because i did, wasn't doing that when i played and i was like yeah, i wonder yeah. like is he gonna like he must disappear but how and i still have no idea yeah. like it, you probably it was, uh, yeah i imagine he like walks away somewhere and then just this model goes away but yeah but I, I don't it know it's it cool. such a well-directed scene though yeah but and yeah like you were saying like the game is totally designed for first person more like like it doesn't feel like resident evil with a camera shift it feels so much more um almost personal i guess mm -hmm. in the way um like like one of my one of the things i really praised half-life alex for is the way where like you're when you're in an environment and you're like picking up everything and looking at it and it yeah. feels like a very real place because everything is so detailed and like um just yeah detailed there's just props everywhere for you to look at and turn around and like really inspect and uh seven had that aspect a lot like you said yeah the fridge when you first walk in like it allows for that sort of really organic world building where you can see everything on the walls and oh, yeah look in the fridge and look at all the weird molded shit everywhere and like open up the microwave and how dusty and gross and broken it is and i think when it's the cameras pulled back it loses some of that level of detail i guess and how like sort of cramped and personal it feels I think it's 100% the reason why CG Project Red chose to go for the first person view on Cyberpunk too. Totally, like they yeah. were saying yeah. they want it to be a more personal like you're in the city, you have that mm -hmm. sense of awe when you look up at the skyscrapers and everything. I it's totally mm -hmm. the same thing. Yeah, I uh you made me think though of uh, when you said half like Half-Life Alex as a quick little side note here. Um I saw a mod on IGN, I think, that's like a Bioshock-themed like mod for it. I'm not sure how that that's works because I don't have the game, but it uh -huh. looked cool. It was like the kind of the beginning of like you're going up to the lighthouse and then you go down through the bathosphere and you're going through the the, so the cool. metro area. You've got to check it out. It's it was very cool looking and like just as a with me being like okay, Bioshock's one of my top five games. I got mm. I gotta check this video out. And I was skipping through it, but it was very cool to watch it. And I was like, man, I yeah, wish I had this so VR I could just Bioshock. yeah, I wish I had a Half Life Alex so I could play through that. But mm -hmm. that was just a quick yeah. No, the side. modding community for Half Life Alex is so cool. There's so many neat like yeah, like that or other stuff I've seen people remaking. I think there's a whole project to remake the intro to Half Life Two in that game. Um, just stuff like that, like really interesting projects people are doing with it as just sort of a VR engine, even though mm -hmm. the developer tools for it haven't really been released by Valve. It's still oh, they haven't. finding ways to do super neat. Well, sort of, but not to a point where you can do, like it's it's still really, really limited. 
um, which is kind of unfortunate. But I think a lot of that's just COVID. Like, they haven't had the time to really, um, like, organize and make their tools usable to the public. Mm. But, gotcha. Yeah. Anyways, Katana Zero, what do you think? Well, let me just see here. I got a couple notes because I tend to forget. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was pulled into the game, like, right away. I love this game. I did not expect to <laughs> love so it, but it. I expected to like it when I when you suggested mm-hmm. it to me last week and I saw the trailer and I was like, okay, I get the idea of what this is, I think. I didn't understand what it was <laughs> going into it. Yeah, like yeah. trailer does not do it justice at all. It's so much better than any trailer. So if you're mm-hmm. hesitating on it, give it a try. For anybody who has Game Pass, just give it a try. Totally, Play totally. it for five minutes and see if you can stop or if, see if you're interested. Because <laughs> I do think that you will know within five minutes whether it's the kind of game you want to keep playing and check out. Because, yeah, right away, the, the pixel art was amazing. I loved the visual style. One thing, not just saying that, I also loved that the pixel art detail in the characters was so good that I could tell when a character would pull out a smoke before he even, and was smoking it before he would even puff out any like smoke <laughs> from his mouth. Like mm-hmm. I, the little details there, like you have to really design that so well to be able to go, Oh, that character's doing that thing. Or he's taking off his jacket. It's like, it's just a bunch of little blurred pixels together. And I feel like you have to really design that. Well, I don't know how they did it, but they did it very well. I could tell what was happening, and I find some games you just have no clue what's going on until there is a tell. Like, oh, he blew mm-hmm. smoke. Okay, he's he must be smoking. I did see that little red dot <laughs> or something like that. So yeah, yeah. That was really cool. I loved every little uh, bit of environment. I liked the way that they had like rooms where like your whole screen is taken up by black, and then you have your room kind of in the center. It only takes up maybe. 20 30 percent of your actual screen and so you're very focused on what's happening in these whole rooms say when you're back at your apartment and then you go to the level uh when you start a level and actually are ready to just wipe out a bunch of guys and kill them all yeah, and you're like here yeah. we go and then it goes to it's full screen and you have like your whole screen space for your all the different floors and you can see oh i can uh, run up there there's two guys upstairs one guy has a shield so i gotta roll behind him and slice him that guy has a machine gun though so i might want to slow down and reflect the bullet back into him by slicing it Mm -hmm. and then i don't know like just planning out your levels and the way that you can clear a room which is basically i guess those who don't know that's basically your you you enter you start a level you have a room and you clear it by killing all the enemies and then you go to the next room that's like your checkpoint so every time you get hit you die and you go right back to the beginning of that that room that you were in not the whole level Mm -hmm. and uh and I've just found that so nice. And I think if it took more than five seconds for you to restart, it, this game wouldn't be as great as it is. But the fact no, that yeah, you instantly instant. go you back and, and yeah. it's like pressing rewind on your VHS <laughs> and you're right back mm-hmm. to the beginning and you're starting your your room again and you, okay, I messed up there. I, I, did, I pressed dodge too slow or I jumped into a room with guys all around me and that was an idiot move. <laughs> so then how, 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 how can I do How far did you make it in? So, I got two endings in it. Oh, nice. I went I went crazy on this one. Uh, I feel like I've done, <laughs> I played it enough to understand, but I unlocked hard mode mm-hmm. and I've unlocked uh, speedrunning mode. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't tried hard Did mode or anything. Did you get all like, the, the, like, the fancy swords and stuff? I don't think so. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can get like, uh, like cool looking swords as sort of a collectible. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, so what I've done is basically I played through, and I don't want to spoil anything, but basically you do have a choice at that one point, right? And mm-hmm. uh, you I, you have a choice, and I chose an ending, or I chose one option that basically ended the game right there, and then I chose the mm-hmm. other option, and I just played through and got more story content and more answers to oh, the questions. Oh, you, interesting. You chose the one that just ended the game there. Yeah, that was the first that. one I chose. <laughs> That's interesting. You're, you're the only person I've talked to who um who did that first, not as like a side thing. Well, yeah, like I don't want to spoil anything again, but they like I yeah, thought I yeah. had read something before that would like lead that it was actually going to lead to something else, and then it just ended, and I yeah. went, oh, okay. Well, obviously yeah, there's yeah. more here, so I went back. Mm-hmm. I still mm-hmm. have questions though about the story, like the characters, like the happy and sad mm-hmm. mask people. Like it's very much a creepy. part one. Like it, it feels the story does feel like a setup for 
the sequel to it or whatever. But I, I assume there's going to be a sequel based on how the story of the game goes. I hope so, because it's very interesting. It's very cool. It mm -hmm. seems to be all about, yeah, like, uh, just you got to play it. Whoever, it's like a, maybe a five, six hour game. Like, just play Super it. Short. It's like maybe two, three sit down sessions of playing a game. And, and it's it's so good that it's worth playing and experiencing yourself. Just take my word for it. Um, those were those games I beat like the day it came out I think just because <laughs> I, was, I was hyped for it and yeah it's so short I beat it in a day yeah I can understand that absolutely um mm -hmm. one of the other things I wanted to just praise this for was the the way the conversations are held <laughs> and the way that it works I am a huge fan of uh in like pixel art style games when you or when you do have the text in a game uh, that you have to read through when it puts it out in a way that is interesting to look at so like certain words that are mm. full of anger are all like in red font right and then you have yeah and they uh, do the little like shaky thing yeah, yeah they like they they vibrate and they 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 shake like you said and like there's just you can tell how furious this person is based off of just reading the word i'm pissed at you or <laughs> like uh, you fucking yeah. suck or whatever you know like it, that, it puts that emotion in it without like it, it's like i don't know it's a good replacement for yeah. voice acting i guess because when it is just like beep sound effects not actual voices it's hard to really get all the emotion out of it but yeah like you said when you have like those when so in like the text is moving slow and it's like all red that, all and that, shaky, just, yeah, you could like yeah, yeah. you can feel that fury in it. oh it's totally so good. yeah my first experience was right away at the beginning when you first get your cell phone call and i didn't know what i was doing so i pressed a to, mm -hmm. to skip and i didn't realize oh, that you, like, whenever you off, talk yeah. you have that bar at the bottom of the screen it's a white bar filled with a you know with a certain amount of red the red indicates how much time it's going to take for the uh, other NPC to t finish talking. And if you, mm -hmm. and in a lot of times you can choose to skip that, just cut it off and it just kind of breaks the, the discussion that was happening there. And then they will reply or it'll just end the conversation. So for me, I had a choice to hang mm -hmm. up as soon as the person would start talking. I just hang up as long as I pressed a <laughs> during the red segment of the line. And, uh, <laughs> and like the, i know the person on the phone just got mad and more mad and more mad and i just kept hanging up and hanging up and hanging up i'm like this is great i love this game and uh eventually i listened because i don't know if you, i think it started repeating himself but yeah but yeah. it's like there's some great options that seem to be, that for me makes me feel like i might have missed certain dialogue that i want to replay the game to check out and mm, maybe totally yeah the dialogue through. is the dialogue is actually really reactive like choosing different things can actually legitimately get you out of certain combat situations or it can change like um in the first or second level i think there's like the secretary and that's one of the first sort of major like dialogue options moments mm -hmm. um where she's saying like oh like what are you doing here to come in with like a fucking like robe and a katana yeah and you can be like oh like it's just cosplay you know are you, like, that's what i chose <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about and like the different things you do or you can like antagonize her and make her really pissed at you and all these different things, and then, and but you can make it, yeah. If you do the cosplay right, you get back, and just like, why is there blood all over you? You're like, it's just a cosplay. I don't yep. know what you mean. You're like, oh, okay, and you can go. Or if you make her pissed when you get out, like she'll end up, will like call the cops on you, and you have to do a whole combat situation just to get out of that room, which you could totally miss otherwise. Like I missed that cool one. It's <laughs> cool, just yeah, it's cool. Like if you go back and replay and sort of choose like shittier options, I guess, or just you can be like a complete asshole to everybody. There's a secret boss in the game with a certain character if you antagonize him enough he will just attack you and become a boss fight um there's like there's so many really cool things with the dialogue that are so easy to miss because of how like reactive it is yeah like <clears throat> and i'm still so sad that the impression video did not work out i'm so upset that mm. like, i'm sure it was yeah, like no, an update too. i want to see your reactions to i that. wish there was an update like <laughs> you would just have me muted just <laughs> give it a re facial reaction just oh wide eyes like oh man when uh mm, i don't want to you want to go into spoilers here i we can just i say think so spoilers okay again. spoiler warning okay. i'm going to start talking about spoilers here so okay. obviously our character uh has a way is like has a drug in them mm -hmm. and i think they Kronos. explained that pretty early on yeah right? and uh our character yeah. yeah but i don't maybe i'm just an idiot but i didn't really get that quite right away I didn't okay. know what they meant when they said Kronos. I, yeah. So anyways, our character has Kronos, this drug that helps people or have, helps these characters. I guess uh, my our character that we play as is what? Like a part of the Gamma um, edition of these like super soldiers. Mm -hmm. uh, it's supposed to be like a top like elite group that were a part of a war to help just go slaughter mm -hmm. tons of people. 
um and like you're you don't have a memory so you're kind of just doing these contracts to kill people and uh the fact that you can you can basically i guess use that drug to slow down time whenever you want it's just like a meter mm -hmm. that goes down and refills over time and uh you have uh the rewind it features kind of like when you go through a level and you get hit and you die and it rewinds to the beginning that is explained through the story basically and it, it's yeah, kind of cool yeah. because it doesn't become just a gameplay feature it's like oh that's something that actually uh makes sense my character can kind of mm -hmm. see the future by experiencing different timelines and going back and going back to where it was and back to the start again and knowing exactly what's going to happen and I and they loved... do some really cool set pieces with that too. They like do it's such not just cool a gameplay stuff. mechanic. Yeah, my yeah. favorite in particular was when um, and I already forgot his name, but the guy with the, like the blue hair or helmet or whatever, and he mm -hmm. he's has you tied up and he's punching you and he's like, and as soon as you say something, he basically takes out yeah. his gun, shoots you in the head, and you die. And and then it rewinds, or then you just suddenly wake up and you're back at the beginning, and he's like talking to you again, and maybe you have. I think the first thing is uh, the other guy behind you in the darkness calls him V or something like that, right? And yeah. uh, and so when he calls you V, then you get shot, and then you restart, and you can you can call him V, and, and then he goes like, mm. what, "How do you know my name?" And then you try again, and I just think it's so cool how you can like yeah, keep going. You talk about, like, oh, you have a date tonight, right? And, yeah, like, you just, just tell like, him like, oh yeah, I know you have yeah. a date. I know your name's V, and by the way, this and this and this, and he goes like, uh how do you know all that oh oh and i also know you want my approval <laughs> and he just gets mm. all pissed off and like that's like your way out and it's cool because you just keep dying and you have to keep experiencing mm -hmm. death in order to know the answers Even to all like the, these questions. the boss fight like the boss fight against another chronos user like another sort of veteran mm -hmm. like that was so cool the way we're like they kill you and then you rewind and you kill them and then they rewind and it's just like you're kind of constantly messing with time with each other yeah and like it's so trippy and weird and it's like kind of hard to fully conceptualize what's actually happening but like the way they portrayed in game is just so cool yeah 100 percent um <clears throat> you know this so there's the part after you choose life over death that's the choice you get there it's like do you want to live or die and when you choose death you die and the game's over and that's what i did at first <laughs> so uh i had thought that earlier because they meet you sleeping on the couch and they're like oh mm -hmm. I, I thought that i read somewhere that life means death and death means life so i thought it was like something to keep in mind and that it's going to be a trick later on so i chose death mm -hmm. thinking that it would be the opposite for some reason because of what they had mentioned earlier and that's why mm -hmm. i ended up <laughs> just having the game end but <laughs> yeah. um but uh, with those characters and that choice and choosing life, then you get to play as the dragon, right? The blonde-haired mm. guy with the sword. And he has that cool, like, lightning flash attack. Yeah, that looks... was such an unexpected thing. Yeah. It's so cool, too. And you're like, wow, this guy's super powerful. <laughs> mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you, did you ever rewatch when you would play as him and you cleared a room? Did you ever rewatch? you know, how it goes black and white and you can rewatch like, how you cleared the room and how you did? Mm -hmm. yeah, isn't it cool how it doesn't it's just in normal speed so even though you went slow motion and you zipped across the room and you basically yeah, move like 20 feet like forward <laughs> sliced a guy yeah. when you rewatch it it's just an instant millisecond like you're on one side of the room yeah. suddenly you're over on the other side of the room and all the guys are dead and it looks so mm -hmm. cool it's so cool yeah <laughs> no i i love that too and how when you clear room it yeah it shows you like the real-time playback of what you did because mm -hmm. because yeah like the lore reason is basically um the drug gives you like precognition so he when you're when you're playing through the game it's essentially the main character like in his head figuring out what's going to happen and figuring out like the best path to do things and then when you clear it it has a playthrough and that's basically like in real time what's actually happening of him like initiating the plan you created that's like the lore thing and in practice you're just playing it and re retrying but um but but I really like that it has that it like sort of similar to Super Hot where it has that like real time sort of where you can like it shows you just sort of messing a bunch of dudes up because if you're using like slow mo in it it looks a lot slower but I don't know it, it's just cool and and but also like I know I have a friend who got really into speed running this game and at that point like you don't use any slow mo 
And yeah. so when he's going on like hard <clears throat> mode with no slow-mo in the whole thing, just like deflecting bullets perfectly and stuff, it's, it's super, it looks like when it's replaying it in real time, but that's just how he plays it. It's, it's so crazy to watch. That is like, there's such a fun skill ceiling to this. It's, it's fun to replay. I can tell. And, and I bet you that would look really cool. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Oh, did you happen to see, uh, so the media's got their PS5s now, and I'm hoping yeah, that we're going to get some more details. I think that would be really cool. I don't know anything about embargoes or when that would be up, but, I mean, the fact that they have them in their hands means it's coming. We're going to have some more information. Yeah, it's a good sign. And yeah. that's good. Um, yeah, I know we've been saying for a few weeks just how, like, everyone has xboxes and has been playing xboxes and talking about and how it performs with backwards compatibility or even playing next gen games like with yakuza um and then like well where's playstation so it's nice to see that they're finally making that step sending them out people have it in their hands even if because i think right now we can only see the box um but the fact that yeah. we will later be able to see like hopefully pretty soon be able to actually see people playing games on it makes me happy yeah i just want some more information on how everything works when you're in a game and how you know flipping back out going back into a media app and then changing your mm -hmm. settings what kind of settings do you have you know how does transferring your information work and all you know all those little details that i'm sure will come out soon i'm excited for that mm -hmm. um and then i saw today apex legends is launching on steam finally we've talked about it a couple finally, times yeah. on the podcast i just really want to get it on steam so i can not play it on origin i've refused to November 4th, people, that's the date. It launches along with Season 7. And mm -hmm. uh, there's a Halloween event going on right now, right? You know a lot more yeah, than me about. Yeah. yeah, so I've been playing lots of Apex, as I said in the beginning, <laughs> as usual. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm happy it's coming to Steam. I don't. I probably won't even re-download it on Steam just because I'm fine with it on Origin. It doesn't really matter much to me. But I, I know it matters to other people. Um, mm -hmm. And But, yeah, the Halloween event, uh, it's... Sort of, it's it's cool. I also really don't agree with a lot of the decisions they made for it, as from like a consumer's standpoint, I suppose. Um, the the mode they have in it is cool. It, it honestly just kind of makes me crave Titanfall, <laughs> because what it is is it's basically when you die, you respawn as like a shadow form character, which means you can't use a gun or anything. You just like run really fast, and you have this cool like melee attack. Um, and you can respawn indefinitely, basically until all the living party members die, and it's just, like, ghosts, and then you guys lose and die. Um, but when you're in that, like, sort of ghost shadow form, you can, like, wall run and double jump, just like you could in Titanfall. And it, god, it feels so good. And oh, really? <laughs> it, it really, like, playing it, I, I feel like I've said this a million times, playing it, just like, ah, I, I wish it was in this game, even if it was just, like... A limited time mode where it's literally just apex but it has titanfall movement because <laughs> like the code the code for it is in the game i feel like it wouldn't be too hard to implement um well do you think they're but, testing but it i i wonder if they are i hope they are i mean i know they've said previously that they intentionally took those things out of the game because like the maps just didn't really like it didn't work with the map super well mm -hmm. and it sort of broke the balance like just in a battle royale format it doesn't work as well which honestly makes a lot of sense i don't think i'd want it in the standard like format but i think it would be cool just for like a week to play uh mode with it even if it's totally unbalanced and broken i just think it would be fun right um the the more negative side of it for me is what they're doing with cosmetics in it which uh -oh. like they have new skins but the new skins are basically just recolors of last year's halloween skins which is whatever the bigger thing for me is that the packs are so expensive. Well, there's only one skin so far that you can buy on its own, and all the others you have to buy in, like, a bundle. So I, I'm a crypto main, and there's, like, this cool sort of, like, Dracula crypto skin that I really want. And I wish I could just pay the, like, $10, $15 and get it, but I can't. I have to spend $30 in currency Jeez. to get a bundle that comes with a Dracula skin, a recolor Dracula skin, and, like, a thing for his banner that I don't really want when I, like, it just seems so unnecessary. Or if I want a skin for Bloodhound, it only comes in a $100 bundle. Holy shit. Which is <laughs> fucking brutal. Like, I can't ever imagine spending $100 on a bundle. And the same thing, that bundle is, like, 
two recolor skins for crypto two recolor skins for bloodhound and then like another couple banner things so if i only want that one bloodhound skin like why do i have to pay a hundred dollars to get that one thing <laughs> yeah that is like 15 to 20 bucks normally it's it's, it's kind of ridiculous uh, and, that, and that really just rubbed me the wrong way like the way mm-hmm. you can't just buy things individually and you have to like way overpay for the currency you need to actually like get it it's it's just frustrating i hope they like cycle those skins in and out so you can buy them individually also the like the loot crates for the season like pumpkins or whatever are i think almost ten dollars each which is also ridiculous because usually crates are like 99 cents in apex and other games um but yeah it's it's a little frustrating at the same time it's a free-to-play game and it's all just cosmetic so at the end of the day you could completely ignore it and your experience will not be changed so it's really not the end of the world but it does sort of rub me the wrong way i wish games would not implement stuff like that quite as much um but yeah other than that the mode is super super fun i've been playing a lot of it um and the the new uh legend coming out next season too they've sort of been teasing her with like some challenges in game uh, i'm oh, excited yeah? for what she is yeah it's, it seems like more. some sort of um i so i've been saying for a long time i want like another true healer character in the game just because those are usually the char- like in Overwatch. I always played healers and stuff, um, and lifelines there. I just don't really love lifelines abilities, um, but I want something like I don't know, maybe some form of like long range healing, or I- I'm not sure, something closer to like Anna in Overwatch. If you played that, which yep. you know she has the sniper yeah. that can like so you can heal people from a distance if you have good accuracy. Something like yeah. that would be interesting, like a more high skill healer, I suppose. Um, that makes sense, but. And it seems like it maybe is leaning towards that just because she's like a scientist character is the new legend. Um, right. Or maybe something more like uh, Moira from Overwatch where she um, sort of has like that duality of like healing and damage. That would be cool too. But um, I'm interested to see who she is. I don't really have anything to say yet because we don't actually <laughs> know anything other than like we've heard her voice and seen her face. Um, but... Yeah, I'm. I'm new legend. New legends always excite me. It's just fun to jump back in and mess around. Do you know if uh, if she's gonna be in like season seven? When uh... yeah, usually when a season launches, it comes with like map changes and a new legend. Okay, cool. or a new map. But we've only gotten one new map. I also yeah, I I really want a new map. The the current ones are. I'm just kind of bored of them to be honest. Like I have nothing against them. I think they're both really fun. But I just kind of want something new. I'm craving. I'm craving a new spot, even if even if that means just like totally reworking one of them. I just like I don't know. I'm getting bored. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a change in some scenery would be nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm. I really want to play it. Like I, I'm planning on jumping in pretty hard as soon as uh, November fourth comes around because I need Do to. It. Yeah. Uh, like that'll be probably all I play until I get Demon Souls. If if my PS Five mm-hmm. arrives on time, that'll just be like six days, seven days. <laughs> but hopefully, yeah. <laughs> but uh. But otherwise, I might just be waiting until the November nineteenth when I play Cyberpunk. So, hopefully, we can make some time to play together. That'd be a good time. One hundred percent, yeah. Um. So one another thing I was thinking about for next week. It's gonna be the day before Halloween. Uh, I was thinking we should discuss. Uh, or we should like talk about our top five uh horror games for people to try, or anybody who mm-hmm. is like interested in. You know, if there's anybody interested in playing a horror game on on Halloween, which I'm sure there's tons of people who do that, uh, <laughs> it might be a good good way to just expose people to a few want, games that they haven't thought of. So, I mean, yeah, totally. Just uh, something I wanted to suggest, and I think you're down for that. Yeah, hundred percent. It's gonna be it's like, uh, cause you you messaged me that before the show, and I was trying to think. I don't know, a lot of it is because I don't play, like, a ton of horror games, so a lot of it was just trying to think of, like, horror games I have played. Mm-hmm. But that said, like, I all the horror games I've played, I've pretty much loved, um, with, like, a couple exceptions. But, yeah, and I think I've talked about some of them on the show, but I'm, I'm excited to talk about that. I, I have... I've thought of the games I want at this point. It's just kind of, like, that really hard thing of, like, oh, I, I love both of these games. Like, mm-hmm. they, I really want just them all to be at number one like if they can all just be at number one that'd be perfect but but yeah trying to get them into a list is fun yeah for sure and i mean like it, it'll just be a good way to kind of 
have a stack of okay this is my number one number two number three number four number five mm-hmm. might be some challenges in there but but uh yeah, I, for me yeah. I'm, my criteria for myself is going to be that it has to be a horror game that's actually made me jump <laughs> that's oh gonna, yeah, but, yeah but that doesn't have to be the criteria for you i'm just that's for me it's going to be mm-hmm. a game that's made me either like do a little startled jump in my seat or fully like mm-hmm. scream <laughs> so yeah. so i think the one without saying anything i think the one that will take my number one spot did not make me jump at all however it's <laughs> like one of the creepiest pieces of media i've played yeah. um but yeah i mean i'm excited to talk about it excited for halloween on yeah. I, I was kind of rolling the idea around my head too of um i know i sometimes i think i've talked about itch.io on here before um just sort of like playing weird like small games on there um mm-hmm. i've been thinking about going in just like the horror section of that and finding just a bunch of like weird like who knows how good they are just kind of download them and try to stream like oh cool 10 plus of these things just like play like 10 20 minutes of each of them and see what i can do but i, I think that'd be fun and i can bring my findings in the next episode if i find any any treasures in there too yeah please do that'd be fun mm-hmm. I, I hopefully you find some cool things little nuggets yeah yeah so we've discussed our game club game from last week it's time to talk about what we're gonna play this next week (laughs) i uh do you want to go first yeah sure so obviously we're suggesting games for each other um Mm -hmm. and uh oh shoot where did i put it (laughs) you know what (laughs) i got rid of it because you said you were talking to me about uh your suggestion i so why don't you go first? Because then I can get it up on the screen here. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So uh, I want you to play Thumper, which came out like a couple years ago or a few years, I think. It's it's super cool. You looked at it like, oh, is this kind of like Guitar Hero? And I think, yeah, it's it's like a horror Guitar Hero, I think is the best way to put it, where it's this weird, like, I think they described the game as like rhythm violence because it's... I don't know. It's just a vibe like no other horror game, and it's it's super fun. Um, so yeah, I I think. Did do you play many rhythm games? I'm not actually sure. Uh, I haven't played too many. I played Rock Band way back. Uh, my brother and sister and okay. I we we'd be rocking out with the drums, guitar, and vocals. <laughs> but... mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. We've been broadening each other's horizons with this a bit, so I thought I'd give you something. I'm not sure if you or into the genre or not, but it could be cool. And as far as rhythm games go, this is a really unique one. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, I enjoy rhythm, and uh, it's interesting to look at. And if you said mm-hmm. you said it's a little bit... Uh, oh, did you say it was horror-ish? Or kind of just more of a... Yeah, like just a it's creepy... in the horror section on Game Pass. I don't yeah. know if horror is the word I'd use, but it is like a lot of very sort of like abstract, hellish imagery in it. Right um then the game i suggested for you was and i mentioned this one before on our podcast death's gambit um an adult swim game (laughs) (laughs) they make good games i played some great adult swim games i don't think if i have i definitely didn't know it was from them this is the first one that i've ever played or the only one i've ever played that i've realized was made by them what you finding Um. (laughs) I don't know, I'm telling you, I, was so, I can't even remember what it is. I just specifically remember playing one game, and I looked at the publisher and I went, oh, whoa, like, that's Adult Swim? What was the game like? Yeah. I don't remember. Oh, yeah, Duck Game. I think, I don't think that was it, but Duck Game's very good. Battle Chef Brigade, Battle Chef Brigade is good. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was Duck Game. I don't know. I just remember playing one that I thought was, like, very good and surprised to see where it came from yeah so uh for my suggestion with death's gambit just like you we're trying to broaden each other's horizon a bit push us Mm -hmm. out of our comfort Mm -hmm. zone what we'd normally select and this game is uh i know you're not super into the dark souls genre uh, genre and you haven't played them that much right Mm -hmm. or am i wrong yeah i've played sekiro i think that Mm. is it i did not beat sekiro but um that, i think that's my only real exposure right so in this game like you do have a lot of similarities to dark souls one i'll say more than any of the other souls mm-hmm. games dark souls one in particular like you have your hub area you come back to npcs start to join that area as you play through you have more characters to talk to more things you can 
equipment you can buy or check out and you know things you can do um there are bosses are like the focus uh, in terms of like what you're trying to do is beat bosses and you're trying to the bosses mm. are usually locking away the next area or another area but the world is very intertwined and you find different shortcuts to other areas that maybe you weren't uh, able to visit before or maybe took too long to get to before and now you can unlock those uh, areas and get to them quicker and it's it's very fun and rewarding in that way where exploring is actually worth it um mm-hmm. and then uh uh yeah like I don't know, I'm just playing a video here of it, but it, the art style is very pixelated. Uh, this is not... <laughs> there we go. But it, yeah, the it, art looks beautiful, just in these screenshots. The... Uh, oh, maybe I'll turn this down again. Uh, the uh, combat is very quick and smooth. Like, your actions feel good when you play. Like, I don't know how it looks necessarily. It's good, yeah. For it, but it does feel as good as you would hope, like, just like Katana Zero. And that's kind of what made me start thinking mm-hmm. of this game again was it's not as fast-paced at all. It's not. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. But when you're trying to do an action, <laughs> it does it. And when you are mm-hmm. when you do something, reward like, you complete a task or you defeat a boss, it feels rewarding and uh i feel like those things are similar it's more fast-paced than dark souls i think that will help me a bit because part of my issue with souls likes is just how like physically slow it moves like i don't know when when i think of like an action game i think of something like dmc where it is you press x and it's sliced and just (laughs) instantly and instantly combo and all that yeah obviously this won't be like that but when it is very much like a in a slice and you have to think about like the timing of your attacks that doesn't feel as good to me but if this is more fast-paced and also challenging games in 2d for whatever reason i am way more into that's what i was thinking 3d yep yeah i i have no idea why like celeste brutal but i loved every second of it like Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know what it is they're like hotline miami katana zero both pretty damn hard games well i also just I really enjoyed getting my ass beat down by them. <laughs> well, those three let you restart pretty quick. This game is mm. a lot more uh, forgiving, where you do not lose all your experience necessarily, um, mm. compared to Dark Souls, where you just lose everything if you've died twice in a row, kind of thing. Yeah, I think this yeah. might do that. I like it's been a while since I played, but all I do, rem- I do remember it being very forgiving in comparison, and being like, "Oh, okay, That's so good. I, I'm, yeah. uh, I don't, I don't have to do everything all over again, or if I have to go back through an area, it's not as bad." Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, do, it is faster paced, and and also attack speed, obviously very focused on what weapon you're using. I used a big sword. Oh. I found that I like that. I like being able to go, okay, dodge, dodge, dodge. Time for that big opening, and then swing a big heavy mm-hmm. blade and get one hidden, and then dodge, dodge, dodge back and forth. But you could choose yeah, to not yeah. be able to dodge much. Maybe you're focusing on armor. Maybe you're going to focus on a shield, and just take mm-hmm. like take the hits as much as you can. Have a high stamina, and then focus on getting attacks in when there's an opening. Anyways, I yeah. think I think it'll be interesting. And don't let the thing you want to do with like with these games is don't assume you have to kill everything and don't assume yeah, that you can't yeah. kill certain characters because you usually can. Mm-hmm. So if someone's talking to you and you feel like killing them, try it. <laughs> or <laughs> don't. don't like or it. don't. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's um, that's uh what I wanted to say about that. Switch back here. Um, do you? I feel like I'm missing something, but maybe not. We kind of flew right through there. <laughs> kind of flew through a list, yeah. Um, I, I totally did miss something on the dock, though. <laughs> I Yep, I forgot about number four there. I uh, wanted to talk about should games get an updated review as they get right, updated right. or changed? Because uh, these days, games get updated all the time it can be a small little patch mm. to fix bugs or it can be a like a big update like ghost of tsushima that got their uh legends update to have full-on co-op and they're going to be adding a raid and all this stuff for free like mm-hmm. so that's on in my opinion more of a positive side and then you have like nba 2k that adds in i believe it's that one God. that adds in the yeah. the uh the ads right before the match at, or and all throughout the game it's like you have to watch a oculus trailer <laughs> in the middle of your mm. game that you paid full price for why why is that a thing does that affect the score should it should reviews just be regardless of what they can do to content later this is the review and just leave it at that that i have a few thoughts on this uh but uh 
I was thinking of just letting you go first here and see what you think. All right. Uh, let's just start yeah, with I... just just from what what about Ghost of Tsushima? Let's start about like talking about that one. It got a huge mm. add-on. It has a two-player co-op campaign, basically, that like has some mm. story for the two-player, and then you can go up to four-player and do missions. And it looks awesome. I can't wait to play it. I don't have the game. Does that make mm. the review better? And if so, what do you think of that? I mean, I think it really depends on what that content actually brings. Like, if they put in a free expansion, that's just kind of it. Like, similar to like what I heard from the Spider-Man DLC, where it's like, yeah, it's fine. It's more Spider-Man. It's not that engaging, but like, it's more content, I guess. Um, if they had something in like that, I don't know if I. I don't know. It's hard putting expansions into the score of a main game just because, yeah, a lot of the time expansions are either not great because they're an expansion or, like, that weird thing where, um, an example, uh, the Doom Eternal DLC either came out recently or is coming out soon. And despite Doom Eternal being one of my favorite games of this year, I've had no interest in jumping back in. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to think of why, and I think it's because, like, Doom, Doom especially, Doom is a really hard game and it has this really tight precise difficulty curve that makes it so you're constantly like you know like out of your comfort zone doing things that are more challenging and like interesting and by the end of the game you know you, you're basically a god like you're so good at it you know um but then to take like six months off and then come back i feel like i'm just gonna be floundering in it like if it's throwing me more like late game content i'm just it, it's gonna go way over my head i'm gonna have no idea what's happening and i think that sort of thing with expansions is pretty common like no matter how good it is it's just such a different experience from bundling it into the main game um that said on the more negative side of things with something like 2k absolutely i think that should take it into account because while even a kind of shitty dlc the main game is still amazing like you you can't really discount that right um and so if the if the dlc is not great you can just not play it and ignore it and guess what there's still an amazing great game um but when it's something like putting ads into a 60 dollars game that like of like that stop you from because i think they play in the loading screens but usually you can like edit your team and stuff in the loading screens but you can't do that anymore because you're forced to watch an ad mm -hmm. um and when it's something like that yes i like that is actively making the main game a worse experience and i think because of that the score should go down that said as for like editing reviews i think i think it would be great if we did but i just don't think it's possible per se i think or at least with an asterisk <laughs> like mm -hmm. i think for someone like ign or GameSpot, i don't think it's really realistic just because those videos wouldn't really get views Yep. And for a company that's trying to make money, like IGN, if you make if you make another review on a game that came out months ago and people aren't really talking about, even if it is kind of important, people aren't going to watch it. And it's a lot of it's a lot of time to invest into a video that won't really have much output. Um, it would be great if that was a thing. And I think where the asterisk comes in is that like uh, NBA 2K YouTube channel, like NBA 2K specific YouTube channels exist. Like, and for a reason, it's for stuff like this, because mm -hmm. if I'm big into 2K and I see a channel saying, oh, this game got a lot worse because they added ads, it like, it'd be, and they can because that's all the content they make, and I'm specifically going to that channel for that content. That makes sense, you know? Um, like, for Half-Life Alex, um, it got a lot of really, really cool stuff added after release. Like, to the main game, it got... Um, a mod support it got custom app support like they did some cool new like shader things and it was all small stuff but because i'm in those like half-life ecosystems and watching like valve news network and stuff like that i i can see it and i know it's actively getting better but i also wouldn't really expect a major um a major outlet to actually make content on that because most people don't really care as much um but yeah i i think in a perfect world absolutely i think like there is a responsibility to inform the consumer with a review even after release but i think with some exceptions it's just not necessarily feasible or even worth it i think those exceptions now the thing about are like ign and gamespot do sometimes go back and re review games and that's usually in the case of um 
like a No Man's Sky, where it goes from being yeah. like a game that was pretty mediocre and disappointing to something that is really incredible now after so much support. And I think when it's something like that, where it is such a markedly better experience, I think for major, I think because that's not super common, like if you re-review the game every update, I think like that's just too much content to make. It's not really reasonable. But when it's something like that, where after years and you go back and this game is crazy. Yeah, totally re-review it. Overwatch, um, I think GameSpot re-reviewed a while ago and they gave it a 10 because yeah, I, I would agree. The game has gotten so, so, so much better after launch. Like all the quality of life things they've added, the new heroes, like the role queue and stuff like that. It It's it's worth going back and re-reviewing. But I think for things, even like ads, I don't know if that's big enough to go back and make a whole new video and a whole new score for something. Um, I think that's more in the hands of a smaller like hobbyist or not hobbyist but like focused group um, yeah a, a more focused outlet than mm -hmm. just a, a general outlet yeah i um i personally do not think that reviews need to change I, at all i don't think uh, my personal view on this is that regardless if the game gets terrible after or the game gets a ton better that the score that it is given at, when it comes out is just there to help people who are interested in buying it when it gets launched. And if you're mm -hmm. planning on buying it later, you have all kinds of websites and articles and content and information to absorb it, to get an informed decision at that point. You can go, tons of people have played this game, tons of people have reviewed it, tons of people have uh, talked about the, the stupid ads that have been added in or the amazing free mm -hmm. expansion that got added in that was, you know, that is super fun too. And like, this game's even better now than it was when it launched. And like, you hear that kind of thing all the time. And I feel like uh, if anyone's interested in a game later who cares about reviews or information on a game before they buy it, then I think that they mm -hmm. will get that information regardless, like not from a review the review was mm -hmm. for when it launched how was it when it launched and i do think overwatch for example should have kept the same review and i think that if like even if anthem got a ton better now i think that anthem should just that same score <laughs> i i know mm -hmm. a lot of people wouldn't agree on that one but um i feel like there needs to be that like that stamp that history of like no you launched this game broken or this game was launched in a way that made it get this score and now you got to live with it. You can make it better, but you, that's up to you to talk to a community now or try to get your, like, maybe there would be a video. It's not a review video, but maybe let's say IGN, right, in this case, goes, oh, Anthem's mm -hmm. a ton better now. They have this new update that happened, and that was really cool. And then people are like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> like, I didn't know that was a thing. Maybe everyone's playing yeah, it and talking yeah. about it and tweeting about it, and then it starts to become a thing. Like, I don't think anyone started playing Among Us because of a review. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and so I think that a game that even starts out uh, like Anthem, I'm just using that because that's the most recent one that I was really disappointed and like yeah, did terrible yeah. in. Um, but if that game suddenly got great, I feel like everyone would hear about it regardless. Mm -hmm. So anyways, that's my, that's my opinion think, on it. I think the counterpoint to that would be um, like, yes, definitely for like you and me and even not like you and me, even if you're not as invested, but I think for someone who isn't really like, a capital G gamer and they get an Xbox or whatever. And they're like, Oh, I like basketball. Like, like, and they, they look up NBA 2k 21 review and they see the medic critic and they see, Oh, like this game got generally good reviews and then they buy it. And then say it gets way worse than it is now. Say the game is barely even playable, mm. which obviously that's like, a, like <laughs> that's an exaggeration from where I was now, but that's happened with games before where they've just become completely broken um, over time. And, and you buy the game, you're like, oh, Jesus, this is awful. Like, as someone who's not really invested in that, I feel like... And that's where the thing, like, in a perfect world, it would be great if outlets could could update their meta score and all that so that that very uninformed, um, just casual person could see it and instantly know to maybe stay away. Or, or on the other hand, if they're looking at a game like Anthem, and if Anthem gets super good and they're like, oh, this game looks cool, oh, it's not that great, and then they don't buy it. Which, like you said, maybe Anthem deserved that, but... It would be great in a perfect world if that person could see that, oh, it actually is good now, and then buy it and jump in and enjoy it or whatever. But but yeah, I, I definitely see where you're coming from. I don't think it's a huge thing. I think games not getting updated scores is overall 
kind of a small thing. If you really want to know my opinion on reviews, I don't think reviews should necessarily have scores. I think reviews that are just people talking about what they thought of the game is usually more effective of a review than putting a number at the end because i feel like it's it's easy to dwell on that number a little bit too much Mm -hmm. like you hear someone talk about a game you're like oh but they gave it a seven even if you liked everything they're saying that they liked and didn't like you're like oh if that's a seven like that's kind of average there's so many other games that are eights and nines that i could play even if that game you probably would enjoy more because it's more up your alley than the other games that are have a higher meta score you know i think um just having a discussion about a game and taught like the way polygon polygon does reviews actually really enjoy where there's no score they just talk about like what the game is and how it made them feel and like their thoughts on it i think personally that's a better way so so there isn't that number and if games get better or worse over time or if someone sees a game like anthem and sees like oh like the combat's good the flying's good it's just that it doesn't really have any content and the story's bad and the whatever and this and this but if they don't care then they can buy it anyway or when they're looking through those articles also see someone that's like oh actually got super good now and all that Mm -hmm. um it you know i totally agree with you on all that for sure it it, i agree the discussions are also more well at least that's maybe just for you and me but like who i find that Mm -hmm. what much more interesting to listen to and to or to watch Mm -hmm. is someone's opinion on a bunch of parts of it not just it's a number <laughs> and that's it because mm-hmm. yeah it's also too hard right. not to compare it to other numbers definitely yeah i think part of it too is it's it's easy for reviews to be too objective i guess i feel like when you're reviewing something it is you i feel like you should be reviewing it based on how it made you feel and a lot of the time mm-hmm. like i see ign getting flack for this a lot where they'll review something and the reviewer might be like you know like they give it a lower score because they just didn't like it <laughs> like even if it's that per- their personal taste or they just didn't like how it made them feel you know and that's honestly i think kind of how it should be if you like no one person's word is law like is that an objective unbiased review god no but i don't think that that really exists you know like i saw half-life alex um like it largely got pretty great reviews when it launched but there's also a fair bit of people who who didn't it just didn't vibe with them they didn't like it that much and for whatever one reason or another, even if it was like a lot of the reasons I saw weren't like objective, like, oh, this is bad or this is good. It was just like, I didn't like this. I didn't like how slow it is. I don't like how simple the combat is. I didn't like that. I can't do this. And that's totally fair. Like, I think if you don't like certain aspects of the game because you don't like it, I think that's fine. And I think when you have a number attached to it, I think um, it pushes people to be more objective in their reviews i think which is i mean that's also a very unobjective opinion is (laughs) i i that's i personally like more biased reviews of like like donkey i he's he's funny and i he gets a lot of criticism for his reviews i think a lot of it is pretty founded but the one thing i really respect about his reviews is that he always puts a lot of his own bias into it and makes that bias very clear like he gave Final Fantasy VII Remake, a game that I loved, he kind of didn't like it, and he kind of shat on it the whole video, and fair, I mean, all the stuff he said about it, he wasn't wrong, like, if you're not into that, like, by all means, God, like, the pacing was pretty bad (laughs) in some parts, like, things get boring, I can totally understand if you didn't like it, and I think just putting your opinions, even if they aren't, like, the correct opinions, I think makes for a better review than just trying to talk about pure, like, objective truth of a game. Yep, I agree. I I really enjoy listening to Skill Up's uh, reviews just because it's like 50, Mm -hmm. it could be like 50 minutes of talking. Even if I don't agree at the end, doesn't matter. It was still enjoyable for me to listen to. Mm -hmm. And I'll Mm -hmm. listen to it while playing a game and just, yeah, okay, cool. That's, that's, it's informative. Or I'll just listen to it to see what he thought of a, of a game that I enjoyed, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, like you, I was talking to you before we even started doing this podcast about how I want to do reviews in the future and how I'd want to do them. Mm-hmm. And it did involve a lot of numbers. And uh, yeah, I have been thinking a lot about how like, I just don't want to because <laughs> it's too hard to have. Yeah, yeah. I was going to originally do categories, right? And have each category have a number and you know, blah, 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 all these other things. doesn't matter. I, I do like the idea of just talking about it. And who knows, mm-hmm. maybe- I mean, the way we've been doing it. Really. Exactly. Like 
every every we we review games every show here pretty much you know we we bring a game in and we talk about it and i think it's always great discussion you know you talk about what you liked what you didn't like we can have discussion like we often will have different opinions on different things and i think that's good like when you have just a discussion separate from a number i honestly think it's more informative of a review and just more interesting content at the end of the day too yeah it's seeing how it moved a person and everything Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. just like how everything has to end at some point we got to end our episode (laughs) we're going long uh so talked about that for a while i think that was mostly me monologuing but no that's fine it was good it's informative i appreciate it um so just to wrap this up uh i just want to say thanks for watching everybody Uh, again this is screen peeking and you can watch this every saturday morning um ziggy as always we can find you at ziggy hickson right just about everywhere Mm -hmm. yep even the twitter (laughs) <laughs> even the twitter technically <laughs> even though i don't like i don't even have the app on my phone to be honest i just I, wanted I to throw that out <laughs> feel bad when i open it but yeah um yeah and then again you can find me at nick Loeb, which everywhere again add me on playstation mm-hmm. so i have friends on there once i get my ps5 <laughs> do it yeah all right thanks guys have a good one see ya <laughs>